0: Whoa oh whoa 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 hello my name is regret i'm pretty sure we have met Every single day of your life, I'm the whisper inside that won't let you forget. Hello, my name is Defeat. I know you recognize me. Just when you think you can win, I'll drag you right back down again. Till you've lost all belief. Oh, these are the lies
1: We turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. Our narrative today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verses 22 through 45. Jesus reminds us that what we say reveals what's in our heart. What kinds of words come from your mouth? That is an indication of what's in your heart. You can't solve your heart problem, however, just by cleaning up your speech. You must allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with new attitudes and motives. Then your speech will be cleansed at its source. The Pharisees were asking for another miraculous sign. We'll read about that in scripture here today. But they had already decided not to believe in him, and more miracles would not change that. Now many people have said, if I could just see a real miracle, then I'd really believe in God. But Jesus' response to the Pharisees applies to us. We have plenty of evidence Jesus' birth, death, resurrection, and ascension, and centuries of His work in believers around the world. Hey, instead of looking for additional evidence or miracles, accept what God has already given and move forward. He may use your life as evidence to reach another person. All right, let's begin reading all about it now, here in the New Testament. January 18th, the New Testament, Matthew chapter 12. Verses 22-45 through Then a demon-possessed man, who was blind and couldn't speak, was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, Could it be that Jesus is the Son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too. So they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I'm casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So I tell you, Every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes! How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. One day some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. But Jesus replied, Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. The Queen of Sheba will also stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. When an evil spirit leaves a person, It goes into the desert seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. Psalm 16, verses 1 through 11. It's human nature to make our own plans and then ask God to bless them. Instead, we really should seek God's will first. By constantly thinking about the Lord and His way of living, we'll gain insights that will help us make right decisions and live the way God desires. Communicating with God allows Him to counsel us and give us wisdom. By saying that he will not be shaken here in the Psalms today, David was talking about the unique sense of security felt by believers. God does not exempt believers from the day-to-day circumstances of life. Believers and unbelievers alike experience pain, trouble, and failure at times. Unbelievers have a sense of hopelessness about life and confusion over their true purpose on earth. Those who seek God, however, can move ahead, confident in knowing what is right in God's eyes. They know that God will keep them from straying off His chosen path. Psalm 16, verses 1 through 11, a Psalm of David. Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, You are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood, or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance! I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for He is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for You will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow Your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of Your presence, and the pleasures of living with You forever. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 27 through 32. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Don't plot harm against your neighbor for those who live nearby trust you. Don't pick a fight without reason when no one has done you harm. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but He offers His friendship to the godly.
0: gentle and thundering noise. Oh God, all that you are is so overwhelming. I delight
2: My name's Ben. Uh, Life's changed a lot here during uh, my time here at the refuge. The refuge (laughs) Um, used to be uh, down, going down a dark path, down a dark road in life, and did a lot of things I shouldn't have done. And but the you know the Lord has given me a chance to turn things around, to pivot my life. Um, I lost my children. Now I might have a chance to have them back. I lost my health. I've got my health back. It's only getting better. Um, my goodness, um, without the Lord, you know, I could be dead. I could be in jail. Um, I could see things clearly now. I could see the path before me. I could see the possibilities of my life thanks to Jesus Christ. My heart is enlightened. Um, there's a weight lifted off of my life. Um, it felt like I was weighed down for all these years. And then I felt that weight come off my shoulders. And it's changed my life in a positive way, a way that you might not see or feel yet. But if you continue down this path and you trust the men and women here at the refuge that have basically dedicated their lives to, to helping men like me and men like you, um, things will change for you. Things will look up. There is light behind that cloud. Those clouds will clear. Um, just trust in Him, and surely things will be better.
3: Well, this is Pastor Greg, and I pray that your day is going well. Uh, my devotion for today to share with you is all about the intimacy of relationship between us and God. I know that for those of you who are in the ministry, you know that in the phase two part of our time together we really emphasize the development of an intimate relationship with the Lord. And sometimes that can probably seem a little bit ambiguous. Just what does it mean to have a relationship with something that I can't see or someone that I can't see, someone that I don't hear from? I sometimes have a hard time wrapping my head around that. I've heard some of you say, and I'll be honest, I have the same challenge in my life. But sometimes I feel very distant from the Lord. I don't feel intimate with Him at all. And yet there are other times where I feel very close to Him. And I feel like He is right in the room with me or in the crisis with me. And so when we're talking about this in our Phase 2 time, that we want you to develop that, what we're saying is, is that the Lord's presence is available to us all the time. And I'm going to expand on that a little bit. But more importantly, that God truly... Desires to have intimacy with us he really wants to have a very intimate relationship with us and he goes on to to emphasize this when he is speaking to us in in john 17 that he really wants you to know him he's making a prayer to the father in john 17 that says that i want them to know jesus christ me Because you're the one who sent me to be the example, but also to show them the way to have relationship. And so if we kind of lean on that today and we kind of expand on that today, we are designed by God and designed through the relationship that Jesus Christ has with us for deeper intimacy. It's his greatest gift to us during our time here on earth. And everything that will become and everything that we achieve is because of what is also shared in that same passage from John 17, that eternal life is the byproduct, it is the result, it is the reward of our intimacy with him. And Jesus gives us the keys to intimacy with him. He gives them in John 14, and I'll expand on that in a second. But he wants us to draw near to him... In our lives to have this intimate relationship because this is the way that he wishes to be loved. So loving God is not all about emotional feeling that we identify in love with him. Rather, Jesus in this passage makes it clear that he wants us to show our intimacy in a very different way. And it's in the way in which we live our lives, how we are obedient to him. And that is when we are sharing to him our desire for intimacy with him. And so he, Jesus sa- shares this. He says, who, he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. For if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word and my Father will love him. We will come to him and we will make our home with him. That's from John 14. And so Jesus is really making an incredible opportunity for us to say that if we walk in obedience with him, if we follow those commandments that he's given us in his word. So for us, when we're reading that word, when we're reading the words of Jesus, when we're reading those things that inspired the men that have written the Bible, They're laying out these guidelines for which the way we are supposed to live. And when we do that, when we follow in obedience, when we um, embrace this idea of following his commandments, of doing as he asks us to do, it draws us closer together with the Lord and it opens up opportunities for us to have a greater and deeper intimacy with him. And so why do i want this intimacy why do i want to stay in alignment with what god has for me what do i gain from that in my daily walk well what we gain is it allows the lord to continue to work in us and through us and reveal to us the things around us he wants to guide our path he encourages us to ask him to do that every day he wants us to step into the straight road that he has set why So that he can help us see our daily walk, our daily stuff from his perspective. Also, when we are in intimate relationship with the Lord, we find out that God's will can have um, command over our lives. We can do what he asks us to do, and that is surrender to his will. Many of you... I've walked through 12-step programs, and you get to step three, and it asks us specifically to surrender ourselves to the will of God as we understand him. In the refuge, we understand God to be God. And what God is saying is when I'm in an intimate relationship with him, he gives me opportunities to reveal what his will is for certain situations. And in that particular case, those things come down to daily decisions, the crossroads of I'm going to do X or I'm going to do Y. Often, if I'm in relationship with the Lord, if my time is connected to him, if my mind and heart and spirit are connected to him, then I'm going to get his will for that decision coming through loud and clear so that I can make the appropriate decision. And as we do that, as our relationship with the Lord continues to grow and is fostered by Him and continues to flower, one of the things that's fascinating is is that the Holy Spirit continues to grow in us. And as folks who have dealt with addictive behaviors in the past, it has been our flesh and our selfishness that has chosen the path for us often. And now when we are in this intimate relationship with the Lord, we are giving Him the opportunity to empower us to follow that will that we just talked about so if we don't embrace intimacy with the lord then we're missing out on what he has for us we're missing out on his presence and often we would sit there and say well i don't feel his presence today or i feel his presence when i'm in a worship service or i'm you know in my bible study but here's the point is that always and everywhere God is present. And He is always seeking to discover Himself to each one of us. Tozer said that in our in a book that he written that he wrote called The Pursuit of God. And so when we are not sensing the presence of God, when we're not feeling that intimacy with him, it's our fault. It's not God's fault. Because one of the things that's interesting that Paul David Tripp says, he says, running from the presence of God has the futility of Of trying to shovel smoke with a rake. Now think about that for a second. Trying to disengage from the presence of God. God is seeking to have intimacy and presence with us. Trying to run from that is as futile as trying to shovel smoke with a rake. And So just think about that for a second. Because here's the point. God is generous and loving in making himself available to us for intimacy. He patiently waits every day for us to acknowledge Him and encounter Him, to engage Him, to trust Him, to allow Him to intersect and instruct and impact our day. He's always there. And what we do with that presence, what we do with that desire for intimacy, what we do with those commands that Jesus gave us about walking in obedience, that is always up to us. And here's some things we need to remember, that when we are in an intimate relationship with the Lord, when we are walking with Him, In his presence, there's fullness of joy, the Bible says from Psalm 16. At his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. So it's not just about decision-making or dealing with better choices. The Lord is saying to us that I want to fulfill your life differently. I want to give you delight in your life, and you get that by sharing an intimate relationship with my presence. And when we know that God is permanently engaged well, then that should motivate us to include him in all things. Because Psalm 139 kind of makes it clear. It says, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in shoal, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of dawn. If I dwell in the remotest parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. So guys, if you're like me, I find that at times reassuring, that the Lord is always there and other times pretty convicting that in this intimate relationship that he has with me, I often feel convicted for the things I don't get right. You know, if you're in my small group on Monday nights when we're doing the three pathways, those guys know I struggle with things still like anger, like lust, like, um, being apathetic. And so when the Lord's presence and I'm in intimate relationship with him, sometimes that is a tough place to be because it's not a very um, comfortable place to be. But the Lord is saying, I want that for you so I can refine you and continue in this intimacy to making you what I want you to be, what you are destined to be. And so there are times where the intimacy of God is like a welcome blanket, you know, on a cold morning like today but when i'm out of step i would sure like to be able to be a little less intimate and escape his view but at the end of the day the truth of the matter is this guys the eyes of the lord are in every place and they're watching the evil and the good proverbs 15 makes that clear so i close with this the lord is desperate for an intimate relationship with us During your time in our ministry, and especially in your time in phase two, we're encouraging you to develop that and to advance that along. And so what we want to do is say, it's a choice for you today. The Lord has laid out what you should be walking in. And when we do that, it expresses our love to the Father. And in return, the Father expands His love for us. He he draws us near to Him when we draw near to Him. And that is so fascinating to me that here's God, infinite in wisdom, infinite in power, infinite in love, and yet He still is just loving enough to give us the choice to how closely we want to get to Him. And so today we have a choice. We have an opportunity to draw near to Him. We have an opportunity to advance our intimacy with Him. We have an opportunity today to... um, Embrace the presence that's around us that really we can't escape anyway. So today, embrace the presence. Advance your relationship intimately with the Lord. And all that it promises is a great day. And that's not a bad thing ever. All it promises is a good direction for the choices that we're going to need to make today. For God created us to live in close and intimate relationship with Him. And it is meant to be embraced. So here's your chance. Little song that says, There can be such sweet reward when we wait upon the Lord, as we take the time he gives us his perfect wisdom to be found in him alone, and all of our deepest secrets known, we're surrounded by his grace when we seek his face, for in his presence there's comfort, in his presence there's peace, and when we seek to know his heart, we'll find the blessed assurance in the holy presence, the holy intimate presence of the Lord. I pray that you guys have a great day today. I'm just honored to be a part of this with you. God bless you and talk to you next week.
0: Hold it all together, everybody needs you strong. But life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on And when you're tired of fighting, chained by your control There's freedom in surrender, lay it down and let it go So when you're on your knees, and answer seems so far away And where you are, I'll hold your heart, I'll hold your heart Come to me, find your rest In the arms of the God who won't let go So when you're on your knees, and answer seems so far away You're not alone, stop holding on and just be held not falling apart, it's falling into place. I'm on the throne. Stop holding on and just be. Stop hey. on and just, just be. be.